Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The performance of Running Commentary is about to start. Now, owing to some technical difficulties, the part of Paul Tonkinson today will be played by Sutty, who is also currently appearing at Part Dean Resorts. But we do have a special guest for you tonight. None other than Tony Audenshaw from the recurring drama that is Immerdale. Oh, slights, please. Good morning. Hey, lads, 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 lads. Up. Up, and we're already experiencing the gradient of... We're in the high peak area. Yeah, it's called up for a reason. Yeah, yeah. I've got wine regret, cheese and wine regret. I'm not regretting anything, or I wasn't until we started going up this hill. So where are you taking us today? Right, I'm going to do a little loop. We're in a place called New Mills, which was named after some New Mills. Not to be confused with New Mill, right? which is up near Holmfirth. I had a mate who came over for the weekend and got a great Airbnb. Unfortunately, it was in New Mill. It's <laughs> right. not in New Mills. That's not as great, is it? No. I think also, I never understood New Mills because I haven't seen the old mills. <laughs> yeah. Let's slow down because this is quite a long hill. But I thought what we'd do, get the big hill out of the way first. Good. And then it's all sort of down and undulating. Nice. But see, as you can see, we're in an area here with quite a few houses and what have you. But within a few hundred yards, we'll be out in pretty much open countryside by doing this. But we will need life support. Yeah, we're earning it. You just told us this, we could have started recording at the top. <laughs> but, um... It's so lovely around here. We noticed driving in, just, it was like, it's like a dream world, isn't it? It's a brilliant place to run. One, we've got hills. We're only 10 miles from the start of the uh, Pennine Way, Edale. Great. But also, we've got a lot of flat because we've got two old disused railway lines. Flat as a pancake. And also the Peak Forest Canal. Wow. Which against flat, it goes on for miles and miles. See, those Victorians, they knew how to lay out a good running route, didn't they? <laughs> you see, yeah. <laughs> they certainly did. They knocked up some mills. 
Some canals and railway lines. We did a railway line last week on our hot run in Oxfordshire. And I think on any other Left. day, it would just be perfect. But it was a little bit daunting because it was so hot. It was a bit dull, like, aren't they? It's like a very narrow desert, wasn't it? Stretching out ahead of us. It's perfect, isn't it? It's, it's all perfect here, Tony. I think we're going to be staying. I think, <laughs> well, I've got a spare room. We Don't tell don't. anybody from down south. It's cheap as well. That's right. Once you're at the top here, there's another one. Oh, great. I noticed earlier on you said it undulates and it sounded nice, but you know what that really means. It goes down and it goes up. And it goes down and it goes up. It goes down and it goes up. Yeah, I was in Clitheroe, which I'd never been. Famous for sausages. Yeah, well, and not, you know, I, I was just, maybe I had preconceived ideas, I don't know, but it was, it was really nice. And I was doing an art centre gig. I said to the audience, I said, it's really nice here, isn't it? And they said, yeah. And I said, you don't want anyone to know that, do you? And they said, no. <laughs> Morning. Morning. So... Anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you. We've been looking forward to running with you for a while. Me too. I mean, people who are listen to a bunch of running podcasts will know you from Marathon Talk, Tony's Trials. But uh, this is an entirely different beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got a big cycling event on Saturday. What's that? Wheels in a day. Ooh. Which is what it says. You start at Carnarvon. Right. And cycle down to Chepstow in a day. Ooh. So 185 mile. And wow. Obviously, I'm from a running background. And I've cycled socially over the years. And in April, I suddenly thought, oh, no. I've got this huge, great cycle to do. <laughs> and I've got no... I'd just go out for a ride, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started to wear a heart rate monitor, which I used to use a lot of me running. And... Uh, I realised it was under 100 beats nearly all the time, so I'm not working at not all. Not pushing it, yeah, yeah. No, so... Is that good or bad? It's... Yeah. Bad. We were saying that the other day, that, that when you're training, you basically, no matter, no matter how fit you are, I'm fit or fit, if you're not pushing it, you're not getting... You're not changing. You know, you can be super fit. If you go out and do a run that doesn't make, make you get out of breath, you're not getting any fitter. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever trained by heart rate? No. Oh, yeah. I had a period where I wasn't really making much progress. And I got a book, which I've lent somebody, and I can't remember who it is, and I've never got it back. But uh, I'd like to read that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) About heart rate training. And I don't know if it was right or wrong or whatever. But I sort of put all my belief in it at the time. Yeah, yeah. And found it brilliant and got really, really fit. The discipline of running sometimes a lot slower than you would. Yeah. And other times, faster than you naturally would. It's amazing talking about this as we come up. We're coming up by a couple of dry stone walls. I think possibly getting towards the top of this morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm going ahead of you. There's Sorry a mouse in that field as well. Morning. It's kind of a... Yeah. And there's a natural temptation in life to bite off more than you can chew. You know, it's kind of, I've done this, now I double it. And you should always just push, push into it just a bit more, just a bit more. Is that true? I don't know. I don't, I don't know this way, straight on. Did you run well, at school? No, well, a little bit of cross country. Yeah. Uh, I'd go for a jog and that, but nothing too much. It was only, I put a lot of weight on when we had kids. Right. And uh, wanted to lose some weight in 96. And uh, my mum was ill at the time. And I went and got a place for 
Uh, no, I didn't. Did I? I was either Manchester. Well, if, if you if Manchester know. was my first one. It's <laughs> <So> all <laughs> hard to go. I'll make it. Yeah, I was an astronaut at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 96 and you entered 96. something. I did the Manchester Marathon. Right. Not knowing what to expect, yeah. really, at all. And, and did it, and it was horrendous. You know, the last six miles was something like I've not experienced before. And I thought, never again, that is it. What a stupid thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And then three <laughs> years later, put more weights on. And I know it's a bit unfashionable to lose weight through running now, but at the time, it was, a, it was okay. Yeah, so yeah, it'll yeah. come around okay again in a few years. And... Uh, so I went into New York then. Right. That's when my mum was ill and got a cancer research place, it was at the time. And did New York and uh, aimed for four hours and just got it. Brilliant. And then just got into it and started doing. Because, of course, when you start running, you run consistently. Yeah. You knock chunks of time off. Yeah, oh. sort of low-hanging fruit. And it's great what you're saying. So it's nice, I don't know, hopefully, nice for people to hear that sense that even people who really kind of get into running as a kind of lifelong thing that first marathon that first oh. big run I was just the same as you I was just thought I'm never again Horrible. this is a terrible idea yeah <laughs> I did 424 I remember picking up some discarded dextrosol at mile 23 are you sure it was dextrosol <laughs> yeah it might not have been <laughs> but what a boost we're going left here up Stony Peace Farm oh uh, but I found that just through training and Suddenly, oh, I was going for 3.30, and then I got 3.30. Yeah. And then kept training, got under 3.15. If you can stay injury-free and you're consistent, then you reap the rewards. And you, you get used to running in that discomfort zone. Yeah. Some people don't like to feel yes. uncomfortable. Whereas, actually, I don't know, I find that I get to a speed. Oh, I don't really want to go any faster than that. But then, actually, you go beyond that. Yep. And, again, it feels a bit better. Yeah. We're nearly at the top of this hill. Yeah, in a way, it's, it, it is, um, uh, what you're doing is you're circumventing your, your body's natural defense systems. You know, your body's basically going, are you sure? And when you say, yep, yeah, I'm sure, I want to keep running, I want to go faster, and this, your body kind of, all those yellow lights go off. I'm going to blindfold you now and see if you can get back. I thought, it's okay, I can see you, I can see you think. Look at this, this is great. <laughs> but also, one of Paul's great matches which is really good is that marathon training it's about getting used to running when you're tired yeah you've got to get yourself in that position in the race where you've still got something to give haven't you <laughs> Dwight York did it one year and he said you know I was on for a whatever it was I was on for 3.30 and then just those last six miles if it wasn't for them I'd have got it and you hear that all the time yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's what it's about you have to run all 26.2 of the miles. Damn it. Well, I got to 308, and then, and then I worked really, really hard and really too hard, really. You know, I got obsessed with it. And uh, to try and beat three. Well, uh, 2004, so what's that? 30, well, I don't know. I'm 53 now. Years ago. And I got in really good shape, and actually, it was on. The first day I met Tom Williams from Marathon Talk, um, it would be 2000 and something, and uh, I knew Tom's wife, Helen, because she was the photographer at work at Emmerdale, so I used to go running with her, and he was going for three hours as well. We met on the day, and we ran together, not really knowing each other. It was actually brilliant. Oh, yeah. Because we didn't say much. He'd yeah. go perfect. 
perfect every now and again. And you just wanted to keep up with them and uh, get round. But at mile 20, he said, I've got to go. And he went in the portaloos <laughs> with gloves on. And I think those gloves were pivotal in him not doing it. Well, then I'm on my own, you know, with the six miles to go. And uh, I come, I'm still on for it. Come on, I'm going to do it, going to do it. And then I got to the bit, just less than a mile to go after you turn the corner by Big Ben. Yeah. And you know, they do that thing where they move the crowd across the road. Oh, God, yeah. Well, they, they, I was on a line and they came out and they came across they the road with it. the tape. And then, oh. so I went the other way and then they went back the other way. Oh, no. Instead, and I had to go around and I did three hours and four seconds. Oh. And no. uh, I got back to stop for Arius the track and Beave, the coach, went, What the bloody hell were you doing? You know, no, well done. Yeah, yeah. And it's just what I needed. Four. And then when I tried it again, uh, I went to Dublin and just snuck under. To, you know, and uh, Beave said, No bloody waving at people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the, those margins, you know, that, yeah. that closing that route that did it. And also, we were very sympathetic. Yeah, the friend Kate Carton. She's three thousand seven, three thousand four. That's even. That's even yeah. closer. It's hard, isn't it? But you went and got it. Yeah, I mean, it's just a number, isn't it, really? But I realised, you know, I had a big turning point. Yeah, but it's easier it? to say it's just a number when you did get it. Like, yes. There's some people with their three hours and two, or indeed four hours and two seconds, they spend the rest of time going. Yeah. Just a number. <laughs> Someone but, the other day. Who was it the other day who got four hours and no seconds? It's just brilliant because they're going, oh, I can't believe we didn't get a sub four. It's like, yeah, but you hit it right on. <laughs> yeah. You get a special Magic. prize. And then I trained really hard for two years, wanting to beat that time. You know, and it was like to the family, I've just got, I can maybe get 2.55. And I got 2.58.49 at London. And I knocked 19 seconds off from two years' work. Oh. And I thought, what am I doing here? I'm, I'm, I'm putting too much time into something I'm not getting enough reward from and chasing times and while these guys are coming over the style I'm setting up a photo of this incredible place we're going next look at that yeah so we're up on quite a wide it's almost like a cart trail isn't it this yeah this was the main road into London <laughs> up until five years ago <laughs> aye and we were happy with it <laughs> well it's a lovely wide sandy path yeah. Which is nice because for group runs you can. Yeah. We're three abreast here. Does it get um, manky in winter? Does it get all muddy and? Yeah, and muddy and you know, snowy and. Yeah. But it's been very dry, hasn't it? Yeah. Particularly up here, I think it's. Particularly when you're cycling on the trails, it's made a big difference this year. I'm more of a social runner now, and I've not done a marathon for three years now. I'm signed up for Yorkshire um, in uh, October. We're all so, doing that, aren't we? No. Paul's in Dubai. Oh. I'm relatively aerobically fit because of all the cycling I've been doing. Um, yeah, I've dropped a bit of weight over the last few months. And I'm, I'm quite strong, but running-wise, yeah, I've not done much. And, but, you know, if I get some good training sessions in, start picking up my threshold runs, once these bike rides out of the way. But they don't mix no, they don't biking do they? and running, no. Yeah, just a whole different set of muscles. Yeah. My friend uh, did... Well, he's a, he is quite a foolish friend, but he trained for London, just did loads and loads of cycling. <laughs> and then he was having a bit of trouble. He went to the doctor, and the doctor said, what have you been doing? And he said, I've been cycling. So, well, it was a waste of time. <laughs> terrible idea. He said, you've got four larches, you've got terrible feet. And uh, he said, can I run? He said, you can run, 
the London Marathon and then you must never run again. And my friend said, I can accept that. He needs a different doctor. Yeah, that's right. He did the London Marathon, went straight to the pub and started drinking. He hasn't stopped. <laughs> well, sometimes you do, don't you? If you go to a, a medical professional and say what they want to say, well, if they don't run or they don't exercise, no, they'll, say don't, they'll say don't do it. If you go to one who does run, or they'll go, oh, yeah, keep on going, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Something might happen. No, we get a very nuanced relationship with kind of injury and how much you're taxing yourself, don't you? It's like, yeah, you know, I've got a problem with this. And you can't say to me, don't run, what are you going to say? That's what you want to hear. Actually, if you look behind us, us, us here, if you look over there, it's Kinder Plateau. <sighs> Kinder Scout, which is where the mass trespass happened that opened up all the lands it. for the people, you know, against the landowners. And if you go just over there, 10 miles where that sea dale where the Penham Way starts, beautiful open moorland, it's amazing up there. You've got the Dark Peak, which is that bit. Because uh, it, it's uh, the stone that it is, uh, grit stone, and then you go a bit further south towards Buxton, you've got the White Peak, which is limestone, and they, they look quite different. They're quite defined. As you can see here, the walls are a dark stone. You go down there, they're sort of a light colour, and uh, it's a beautiful area. It's, it's a cracking place. It's great for running and outdoor stuff. It's within half an hour of Manchester on the train. We've got two stations at Theatre. Oh, it's just a, it's just a Remember, this is on tape. Biased. You don't want people to know. No. <laughs> I mean, it's rubbish. It's a really ugly bus station. Yeah. Oh, look at this now. We've come over the ridge. Yeah, so this is Manchester in front of us. Oh, wow. Manchester, okay, so. so much to answer, answer for. You dreary Mancunian skyline. Hilton Hotel, standing proudly. I did a show there once. <laughs> did you? Yeah. The Sky Bar? Yeah, it was a pretty tough corporate. And, st- you know, suddenly staying... Staying in that hotel felt like kind of like ashes in the mouth. People come up and say, "What are you doing here?" I don't know. That's fantastic, isn't it? it Seven like big fat cows as well there in a field, standing on the wall. <laughs> yeah, and a partridge in a pear tree. Right, keep running, running. So this is as high as it gets. You'll be glad to hear. I used to be in the scouts. When I was a kid, and my friend House always used to go on about the Bullock Smithy, which is an event 56 miles right through Derbyshire, Dark and White Peak, uh, with checkpoints that you could run or walk. We've gone left here. And, uh, and it, it, it's been going for 40 years, this thing. The Bullock Smithy, which is the original name of a place called Hazel Grove, which sounds right. beautiful. Yeah. It isn't. Um, <laughs> but the course itself is amazing. Oh, so I, love I used to go on about this thing. Why would anybody want to do that? Oh, so of course, you have, you have the pain of a marathon. And I think, why would anybody want to do more than 26 miles? Yeah. But actually, it's very different because you're going a lot slower. Yeah. It doesn't really get any worse. Yeah. 20 mile on, you, you feel rough and you just feel rough for the next 36 miles. Yeah, right. So there's a point in it. But right over there... Yeah. Right, well, here's the trig here. That over there, yeah. I think, is South Head. Nice. I think, which is... No, it's not. Uh, I don't know where that is. Oh. It's... Well, can we get geography right? It must be near the Goat Valley. Some, oh, that is Shining Tour. Very good, Shining Tour. Yeah. And this helicopter's going to come around and shoot at us like the, end of, uh, like the end of From Russia With Love. Now, the reason that I brought you this way yep. is one of our amazing local landmarks. It's just here, which is Cobden Cross. Nice. And Cobden Cross was built by the Union of Churches in 1970. Right. And I stood proudly on this hillside for 48 years. <laughs> and then three years ago, the top of it blew off in the wind. And it became known as Cobden Tea. <laughs> but you've chosen 
this week to come and they've taken it down. I know. It's been there 48 years and it's gone. Cobden not. Cobden nothing there. Cobden lump. Well, that's a shame. It is a shame because it's quite a striking image that. They yeah. did a fell race here, the Fox in Four it was called, and this was mile three. I mean, what a view you got there as you went over. Yeah, yeah. With a massive cross, it must be a little bit kind of like, you know, if you're feeling it, it's a little bit of a taxing religious moment. Yeah, yeah. Wow, look at this. Yeah. It is it's a huge great thing, I don't know, 30 foot tall or something. Yeah. Except right now, it really isn't. No, it's cost to have been t- getting money to it, £25,000 it's cost to get a new one. I've got to say, I think I could have done one cheaper than £25,000. You go and, st- and get you standing next to the cross. There it is, look at that. Amazing scene with the cross. Somebody's written something in small stones here and I, I can't work out. Lazy something, lazy. <sighs> that looks like an M. It does look like an M, doesn't it? I'm, I don't know. <laughs> right, down here, it's a bit slippy here. You know, we've got southern listeners who, like, it's like a kind of crazy magic, you know. Bullock, what's it called? Bullock, uh, Bullock Smithy. Bullock Smithy. See, you can't say that in my accent. Oh, yes, I was doing the uh, Bullock Smithy. <laughs> and, uh, Whoa. I'm going all right here, but I nearly ran into you really badly. <laughs> Sorry. But it's a cracking race. It's very special around this area. And it's something where... if. Uh, it, Marathon Talk, I do this piece, Tony's Trials. It's normally a written piece that I record yep. and then edit and then uh, send off to so him. So you but write and, and, and edit? Yeah. We should, we should do that, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is quite time-consuming, that's the only thing. So like with the Bullock Smithy, I'll do live like you, like you do, this sort yep. of style. Yep. And, uh, and then just cut out the rubbish bits afterwards. <laughs> cut out the rubbish bits? We should do that, Paul. <laughs> right, we're going down here now. It was uh, steep, wasn't it? Yeah, it is steep. And it's that funny. was part of the race, that descent. Wow. I just, what an image, though, there. Imagine that cross. Just imagine a huge cross there. Well, we're going to have to, aren't and we? And runners jumping over there yeah. and then falling on the way down, face planted. People must come down there pretty badly. It's basically a gully. Yeah, we used to take care, and I kind of heard the words and then started running down it and thought, oh, my God. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. 
Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Welcome back, and we do hope you've availed yourself of the wide range of confectionery items in the foyer, and that you will consume them in silence. Thank you. Now, in the second half, we speak to Tony about his acting role in Emmerdale. How long have you been doing it for, Tony? 18 years. A long, long time. Was it, it was the, it, the farm was still on the title then. Yeah, and it's, yeah. That, that's, that's long gone. Obviously, it's very different. It used to be two shows a week, I think, in the daytime. Yeah. And now it's six. It goes out six times a week. Yeah. Which is good for us actors and, and everybody who works there because there's, they need more of us. But it's a, a great place to run as well because the studios are right in the middle of Leeds and people who know Leeds. I was just going to say. It's got a great canal. It's got it's a mile right there for a second. I was going to say, Tony, it's fictional. No. You go for a run in Emmerdale. <laughs> <laughs> They do have a race occasionally, you know, it's nothing like a race you've ever been to. Yeah, yeah. People don't have numbers. and uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lovely place to work. I'm really lucky. It's honestly great people. It's a lot, there's a lot of family people there. Yeah. And it's not, you know, TV and the industry. There are a few idiots, let's face it. You know, there's a, there's a lot of ego. I think it's yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, thing. Yeah. People need confidence. And certainly, you know, people turn up occasionally. <laughs> oh, this is something interesting. <laughs> No, I say it's great for running. The, the canal's great. The, the village is in uh, the grounds of Howard House. Yeah. Um, you've got a great Eckup Reservoir. You're out on the trails. Oh, so yeah, you can yeah, actually yeah. go in. Sometimes you'll get a day when um, you'll, you have a big gap you know, between scenes. You might be in at half past seven. <laughs> so watch you finish by nine if o'clock. If you're watching it and you look a bit sweaty, you've been out for, you've been out for a well, trip between yeah. scenes. I know. I'd go, you know, you've got to always go back then and have a shower and get remade up. So oh. it's dependent on if makeup have got time to redo you. Yeah, yeah. And in the show, I've got like a big 50s quid well what's left of it I've not got much hair left up there now so yeah, I can't go on looking sweaty I was apparently uh, Simon Pegg got fit uh, uh, during the uh, making of uh, his second Mission Impossible film Mission Impossible A Ghost Protocol and, if, and it's kind of recorded pretty much in order and if you watch carefully you can see him kind of puff up as the film goes on. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is nice. I've had a very busy year where my character, who's always been sort of a lovable type of, honest type of bloke, has had an affair with uh, the, the, the Jess Vickers' wife. <laughs> and, uh, and lied and cheated. Oh, constant wow. lying for months. Um, but that's been the excitement in general, hasn't it? It's been a, a spiciness to story. In well, the yeah. Last, last little while, so it's nice. Well, in the last few years, yeah, yeah, got, yeah. You know, Leicester City won the title, and uh, Emmerdale have won Best Soap and Best Soap, at the, which it never used to do. It always would be a bit like the Liberal Party. You know, <laughs> you know people wouldn't vote for it because they didn't think it could win. Yeah, yeah. And so the perception of the show's changed very much. Yeah, yeah. And it is, you know, it's it is really good at times. I've got to say, you know, it's, it's a change. <laughs> you know, when you say these things and lying, you know, your yeah, natural yeah. thing is you feel really bad. Yeah. So I could, oh, I can't believe. I'm Sorry. saying it's what an idiot <laughs> <laughs> you know. do you remember I've always enjoyed it was a superb bit on uh, uh, Harry Hill's TV Burt oh. where he did the uh, he recreated the titles of Emmerdale with some broccoli and a little Fantastic. foil tray just went in low over it with the camera saying do, 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 do. <laughs> it, was, it was really good it was that show was amazing oh, oh, yeah. it was hilarious I miss it yeah, absolutely. Obviously, you don't want to do it anymore, does he? It wasn't just funny, it was cathartic. Yeah. It was really good. He started off in that late night slot, did it about 11 yeah, o'clock right. at night and then moved. Yeah. 
It'd be nothing better at tea time. Yeah. And yeah, you t- you wouldn't know if you're going to be on or not. Of course, you'd turn up yeah, yeah, yeah. doing uh, <laughs> whatever. Brilliant. Well, exactly. It was a great relationship with with shows like your show. You know, you you'd be in it, and it's it's such a such a love for it. I love that tone of comedy to be able to take the mickey out of something while still loving it. You know, yeah, it's affectionate. And it's really nice. That's why I went down and did a. Uh, and that we met, my daughter was a big fan of the show, yeah. and uh, she came as well. And it was a Christmas special, and we did a thing. What's he called out? The Prodigy. I dressed up like him and did that. Somebody setting off fires in Emmerdale, like the front centre, and so I had to dress up as him. And they had a little <laughs> choir of children, oh. and they let my daughter be part of the choir. It was a really magic day oh, for her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a great little path. This. We're right along the contour. Tr- horses on the left. And uh, village down to the right. And we're right on the border here, three counties. With Scotland. Greater Manchester, Scotland, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greater Manchester's just there. And then there's a little stretch along the road here that's in Cheshire. Yeah. Where we famously had some roadworks that were there for three years. <laughs> that people kept putting uh, balloons out on them, have you? <laughs> three years. Because it was in this hundred yard stretch of Cheshire, right. they weren't bothered. We never went through it, you know. The gritter stops there. And then we're in Derbyshire, just 100 yards further down. But this is a beautiful cinder path. It's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit Olympics, isn't it? It's it's like red grass. You remember red grass? No, what's that? Red grass? I think it was short for red grass. And for two years there in the 80s, it was the high-end sports surface. So in games, you go out and everyone want to go on the red grass, and they say, no, you can't go on the red grass. Well, it was uh, probably only at my school, but we all thought it was the future. How do? Morning. Well, was it, was it crumbling like this, or was it that hard-impacted plasticky stuff? It was like plastic. I think it was like what they had before they invented that thing where they chop up old tyres. Have you been to Valencia, either of you? No. In Spain? Oh. It's they call it a city of running. Yeah. And uh, it's a fabulous, fabulous city. It's got the beaches, it's got an amazing old town, cathedral and what have you. And then, quite a while ago, 50 years ago or so, they had a flood. And some of the locals were killed in the flood. And so they diverted the river right. and built a new river. And then, in this seven-mile stretch where the old river was, they've put gardens and running tracks. And so you've got a 5K thing that has got markers every 100 metres with that special red surface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just beautiful. There's water fountains everywhere, outdoor gyms, and it's full of people running. Great. And the marathon's amazing too. I've heard that the marathon's good, yeah. It's got a great ending end at the uh, Museum of Science uh, and Arts, which is is these space-age buildings on a blue carpet. Fantastic. There you go. Let's do that. Let's all do that. Yeah. You um, may have noticed we're going back up a hill. We went through a little uh, lovely little, we're going to put this, it's got a little bit of tarmac, but it's a classic grass in the middle. Um, Hawthorns closing over the top of us like an old Holloway. We put up some blackbirds there. Yeah, I've got a little five and a quarter mile loop, which I do from the house, which actually sometimes, if I'm marathon training, I loop and I'll do two, three, and sometimes four. It makes 21 miles, so it means I've got a loose stop every, yeah. and a drink every five and a half miles. And if I'm in any state of fitness, I'll try and progressively get quicker. And it's oh, hard because it's very hilly, obviously. Yeah, wow. 
And just that moment of stopping at your house and going back out again, that's strong. Psychologically, that's... Yeah, it is. Yeah, but the toilet is very near the front door, so... Right. It's not such a problem. You want to go upstairs. In and out. Yeah, if you get through to the lounge and into an armchair, you're probably not coming out again. You see, yeah, maybe start watching a box set. It's not an idea. <laughs> I'll just watch Countdown and then that third lap. <laughs> eggs. One pound, half a dozen. They're giving away range eggs. <laughs> Free range eggs. You see what I did? I've got a mate who teaches, teaches design. And I said, what, so what if I'm making a poster? What's the best font to use? And he said, well, it's, it's totally dependent on what you're displaying. He said, the best example is... Fresh eggs for sale. What you want, he says, you want a piece of wood with it slapped on in paint because it makes them look fresher yeah. and more authentic, you know. Yeah. And yet you so often see it done in some old number plates. That doesn't make you yes, think of nice fresh eggs. Do, yeah. <laughs> Solid black plastic on reflective yellow. Fresh eggs for sale. Neon would be a problem, wouldn't it? Yeah. Kind of quite New York. I want some of those late night eggs. <laughs> Jackdaws here. We've had a problem in our town. Blamed on the youths of uh, collecting all the stuff out of the bins and takeaways. And yeah, right. point that we've got a thing called the prom, the promenade, which is like a promenade but without the sea. Nice. Or any fun. Good. I and, always uh, think that brings it down. You know, that's, yeah. That stuff ruins it. So uh, the other teenagers are getting the blame for it. And somebody said, uh, looked at the uh, TV, CCTV, yeah. and it was Jackdaws. And jackdaws were going in the bins and spilling it everywhere. So who is this jackdaw? To solve it, they got new bins with a lid on. Yeah. And that sorted it now. It's a cleaner place. These are brilliant. These, you know, when you, you match that up with the whole How do people from uh, Cheshire not fixing the roads, it's all a bit... You've got different local issues, haven't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> jackdaw's called jackdaw's called. Do you know why jackdaw's called a jackdaw? At this point, Sooty shakes his head. Door, it means crow. And, and uh, Jack, D-A-W, not like door. And Jack is the little noise they make. Well, I never so knew that. They can do this kind of, go, like, go, yeah. like that, go, like that. A nuisance in your chimney. Like it's not really like that. It's a fabulous local pub that Ooh. folks in. Look so at that. So stop here for four hours and do two more laps. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is really nice. We have Morris dancers and such like here. We have the quiz here sometimes. It's, it's here in that a couple fox, of weeks. You, you said something about the Fox Four or something like that. Was it to do with no, that? Yeah, it started and finished here. Ah, great. Beautiful yeah. four-mile loop. Yeah. That makes sense then, doesn't it? Fox yeah. Four. Fox in four. So, yeah, you, you were saying about... Uh, talking of local... Uh, um, stuff that goes on. You've said about the quizzes. You've got like a quiz. Uh... Yeah, we didn't have a quiz in our town. Yeah. And so with a mate, we decided to set one up. But we knew that like busy people and with unusual diaries. Yes. So we won't be able to do it every week. Yeah. So I rang around some mates who we're in a band with. Yeah. And uh, they said, Yeah, I'll do one. I'll do one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it every four or five weeks. We'll see how it turns out. And so what we do, we go around all the pubs in the town, different one every week. And we do it for a different local charity. Brilliant. And uh, you get a varying number of people come. And every week, you know, they'll get £150 towards cricket balls for the juniors yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. But it's, it, that's a lot of money for local charities around here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you do... Uh, I do. Down You've here. done some of the older 
TV quizzes for charity as well. Yeah. Always good. As have you, we both have We love that stuff. Oh, that's just a dream. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were daydreaming about the celebrity mastermind champion of champions. I remember they asked about that. They said, you know, we're thinking of doing it. Will you be available? I was straight on to press office. <laughs> Can I do it? Can I do it? Because there's a bit of a ITV BBC problem. Right. Where you're not meant to do stuff on the other channel, particularly if it's on at the same time, obviously, right. as your show. Understandably so. Yeah. And, uh, but it's never materialised, does it? No. I'd gone through uh, sitcoms I wanted to do. 70s sitcoms. I wanted to do Brookside, um, Books of Edmund Bain, the music of the Beatles, music of Neil Young. This is such a lovely super- little snapshot of your, your <laughs> mindset. It's great. It, it soon became clear that I was the last one to be asked to do it <laughs> because other people were doing musicians and books about you. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, what subject do I know the most about if somebody st- stopped me in the street? Or that yeah. I've known, and it was birds. And I thought, you know that thing when you... I suppose like, we were running into it. If you're under pressure, things just come out because you're used to doing it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that was the thing with birds, and you know, luckily, I did it all right. You won. Yeah. As did you. Yeah. Maybe we'll be against each other. I was just imagining you in, the, in those four chairs waiting to do it, you know, and the person next to you gets up, you know, Katie Price goes and sits down, and you're chasing special subject, the books of Ed McBain. And you're in the background going, oh, Absolutely. I wanted Ed McBain. <laughs> McBain was mine I must go back and read yep. those Ed McBains have you done uh, The Weakest Link I've not done The Weakest Link no you've done that haven't you yeah I did The Weakest Link that was really good we were talking about this last night it was really good because of the presence of Frank Carson because he just he made it all about jokes and then you know because otherwise if Anne Robertson just repeatedly saying oh tell us a joke She'd have just been like the world's most, you know, predictable, irritating audience member stroke taxi driver. You know, it's just what people say. But because Frank Carson was telling jokes all the time, like, you know, with every breath, we all stepped up. Everyone had jokes and it was such a jokey, you know, it's it's, it's weird. The thing about um, stand-up is unless you set yourself up like a kind of Tim Viner, Milton Jones, it isn't really about jokes. But that day it was. And it was great. And then the stuff that wasn't jokes got, you know, went up a notch. You know, I did a very dramatic, deeply painful comedy four. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Phil, 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 Phil Nickel did the weakest links. Uh, uh, first ever, probably only ever naked walk of shame. <laughs> Which is good talking of TV rules. He did it and everyone loved it and it really went well. And then I said, great, Phil. Can we uh, get that again? <laughs> <laughs> so he comes out to silence, you know. <laughs> cupping himself wasn't quite the response the second time <laughs> we've had enough of looking at this Phil. so yeah that was amazing and how did you get on with it were you we, we the weakest link or did you oh, that was the that was the beginning because I uh, of, of me doing stuff for uh, my charity for Parkinson's UK because because uh, I won and right. there was loads of money in those days and also that one of the reasons I won is because it was such a friendly game the thing about the yeah. weakest link is doing it for charity and also because comedians all knew each other and everything everyone's basically playing together yeah and yeah, when people go down they go down but you're banking you know so yeah. you bank loads and loads of money yeah and there was no no sense of getting voted out because you're and I, I was worried that you would get but you know in the weakest thing people sort of gang up on the person who's winning and put, vote them out together yeah and no one did that but I kept my head down as well I was always a bit of a lot of braggadocio if you can imagine 
me going on about it a little bit. And on that one, I, uh, I just kept my head down and let other people... Like, uh, Ed Byrne was playing really well and making all the running, and it felt like he was going to win. But then he... Uh, he went out late on, and it was me and Lucy Porter in the, in the tiebreak. Oh, yeah. And she's a demon, so it was pretty close. And then me and Lucy did Celebrity Pointless, and we went out in about one minute. It was oh, my no. fault. <laughs> what, was, what was the question? Oh, I'm sure you can um, remember it. Uh, pointless uh, words ending GLE. Yeah. And what did you say? I think I was going to say bugle, which uh, would have been pointless. Yeah. And then I changed it at the last minute. I got paranoid and said gargle. Which got about 13. Right. And, uh, and then in the other question, Lucy's one got like about two, three points. But all the others did great. So it was, it was fairly respectable in the wider scheme of pointless. But we were out. We just went out. Oh, Boris Johnson's it. dad and sister went on through. You know, it was, it was painful. <laughs> and I'd like to apologise to Lucy Porter right now. Thank you. Have you done any other ones other than Mastermind? Um, what have I done? The Chase, I was on. Oh, yes, The Chase. Uh, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. I think it's a great show and a concept. Uh, blank as he blank, I did, but uh, years and years ago. And that was, again, a program that I loved. Um, Showbiz Blackjack. Lesser, lesser well-known. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, though. Didn't know what I was doing, but got a nice trophy at the end of it. Very good. They're all gutted because they all properly played it, and I just sort of guessed. Well, you know, those ones, the uh, um, gambling games, it can be quite good not knowing what you're doing because you can't be read. Ah. I, t- I did a, a celebrity poker one once, and no one knows what you're thinking because you don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a really handy, handy thing. It's so gorgeous. Did I just see a dipper? Oh no, Did it's a, a grey wagtail. They're just oh, on yeah, the side just of the. the back. We're down by the riverbank now. We've somewhere. come down off the hills and we're in an area called Mousley Bottom. It's another one up there, they just joined. Yeah. Up. But you do, we get dippers down here, we get goosander. We've got a problem here with this uh, what's your Himalayan mountain balsam, which is intrusive, and the trouble with it is it's got little pods on, they pop, and they get stuck on dogs, oh. and then the dogs spread it. Yeah. Not just dogs. What do you say? It's I called Himalayan Martin Balsam. <laughs> <laughs> he comes down, like in Breakfast at Tiffany's, yeah. <laughs> and he jumps on the back of a dog. <laughs> They're great doing them TV, those little TV shows. It's that love light entertainment. I love watching stuff like that. I don't yeah. really watch much drama, but love quizzes and a bullseye. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got a chance to do Stars in Her Eyes twice. Oh. And we went on that, and um, all my. Uh, Family came, you know, it was a really magic night, and my Auntie Margaret went, Oh, Anthony, it don't get any better than this. <laughs> and she was actually right, it didn't, you know. So, go on, and tonight, Matthew, who were you? Well, I've done two. I did Roy Wood from Wizard. Brilliant. Uh, is that a Christmas special, Bernie Chance? It was, yeah. <laughs> and then well, one we did Wizard's many other favourite hits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then another beard. Uh, we did a duet, which was Kenny Rogers and, uh, oh, and uh, Dolly Parton. But it's, it's not like you think. When you watch on the telly, obviously you go off and you get changed. But when you come out, if you work at theatres and that, I don't know, maybe it's different for comics, but in your plays and what have you, you can't see how do, you can't see the audience, you know. It's just, yeah. But you came out there and it, the audience were lit. Oh, she wow, just right saw that you walked out and you feel a bit vulnerable and they were all just killing themselves laughing, slapping their legs, you know, tears Brilliant. in their eyes because they looked so daft. <laughs> I was running in Manchester, I was doing the canal between uh, Manchester and Salford, and there was a heron on the towpath, 
and it looked slightly twitchy as so I went past. And basically, I went over the other side and it didn't move. And I was like, brilliant, look at that confidence. Top of the food chain. Knows this bird is the lord of the manor, you know. Yeah. On the way back, got scared, flew away. It flew away, crossed the canal, nearly went to the other side, came back to my side, landed in front of me. I got to it, got scared, flew away. Flew across the middle of the canal, nearly went to the other side, landed in front of me. I got to it, got scared, flew away. Oh, come on! <laughs> Bloody me and the heron just having a terrible time. He was so angry with me, and I was so angry with him. <laughs> it's like there's it's three birds that look like a blackbird in this country. It's a blackbird itself. Yeah. Well, actually, it's probably more because there's a young blackbird and a female blackbird. But then there's a dipper yeah. that looks a bit like a blackbird, but a bit fatter with a white belly. Yeah. And we get them down here. And then there's a bird called a ring goozle. Yeah. And uh, you go up the tops on the hills and you mills the opposite side of the valley. And every April, ring usels pass through. They're really And rare, you get this little That's few nice. days where you go, go for a run with a binoculars and go oozling. Great time of year. That's right, it's a ring oozle got oozling. That's, a, that's the <laughs> yeah. verb. A little bit oozle. of oozling. It's an oozle got a little kind of yellow ring around its neck. That's why it's a ring oozle, isn't it? So it's sort of it's white. It's white. Okay. A white collar. I just said this memory. This was from years ago, but my mum... She's, you know, I'm cut hot on the birds. It's all from my mum. And she said, yeah, I saw a ring ooze once. Or rather, I thought I did. It was a blackbird with a crust caught around its neck. Came out of that pie. Very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, left the other 23 blackbirds in. The thing about the dipper is, Paul, that they can, they basically fly underwater. They can go all silvery and waterproof. It's pretty impressive. At this point... Sooty nods his head. But they dip on the rocks as well. They sort of go up and down like, like this. They're basically amphibious. So they're, they're, they're eating insects above the water like most, like most of the birds you see along the river. They're all eating all the flying midges and stuff. But a dipper can get under the water and eat the larvae. And, uh, the, I'm the, enjoying the, this episode of birding commentary. It's great. <laughs> I am. Because normally you can imagine when I start getting on this stuff, he gets that blank look. You know, like the, like the listeners are doing right now. <laughs> yeah. So running, yeah. But 7.25 for the first mile and a 7.23. <laughs> That's it. We're back. But you were saying last night that it was interesting um, getting into Tony's trials that you felt like you'd, you'd kind of done, done your running and then started talking about your running. It was like a sort of next chapter. Yeah. Well, what happened was Tom got in touch, uh, saying Martin yelling. Obviously, Tom's way up at Park Run now. Yeah, yeah. And Martin was like the London Marathon coach, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the time, they weren't there. And they said we think you know they were doing Iron Man, and there's the thing it's called IM Talk. Yeah. And they said we're thinking of doing a podcast about running. Yeah. What do you reckon? So, well, what's a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> First of all. Idea. <laughs> and they explained what it was. It's like a radio show. Yeah. But you don't listen to it live. And I said, well, you know, what's, the, what, what's that for then? Yeah. My advice was, well, don't do it beyond 15, 20 minutes because people will really lose interest <laughs> if it's about running. And uh, anyway, they did. I said, do you want me to do like a little package every week? Like a little, hopefully funny bit. Yeah. Just talking about running the way that Ali G was in the 11 show or, you know, something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, and they said, oh, yeah, well, okay, yeah. And I thought, well, I'll tell you what, I'll just do it. Yeah, so yeah. I did it and sent it them. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. and thankfully, they liked it. But you know, when you're starting off doing it, 
yeah. you've got this great gear you've got like we've got we're wearing little funny pods aren't we around our heads yeah, yeah. little blankety blank microphones yeah yeah um, two Big Macs please well we had none of that so we right. didn't know what we were doing or recording or no yeah. it's all very much stitched together I mean I record now on the phone so I record it on my phone I'll, I'll email it to myself yeah, yeah. and edit it and edit it <laughs> It's a thought, isn't it? <laughs> Editing. Yeah. <laughs> Techniques. But it's been nice, you know, it's been nice to... And you'll find the same when you're at races or whatever. Because I can't remember half of what I've talked about, you know. Yeah. I do it and I don't always listen. I like doing stuff. I don't like listening to things. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So I'll do it, send it off. And then people will quote stuff at you. Yeah, yeah. You know what, what's, I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, I, you know, I'm really... Uh, you know, I kind of pride myself on remembering everything. So that exactly that happened the other day. Someone said, oh, this happened to me, and it reminded me of when Rob said, da 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 I was like, when I said what? <laughs> but that's the, the magic. You put it out there. And every, but equally, it's nice when you've worked hard on a gag, and it resonates, yes, you know. Yeah. But yeah, and also, you were saying you, you've been... Uh, that you're in a band with some guys, and you're saying that sometimes Tony's Charles is uh, musical. Yeah, yeah. We did a. Well, I wrote a song. Woman <laughs> claims to be a songwriter. It struck me that whenever you went to the expo, whatever marathon, yeah, people always spoke about the same things. You heard the same things and said the same. You find yourself saying, you know, oh, what are you going for tomorrow, and all these little sayings over and over again. And so I wrote a song called The Things You Hear the Day Before a Marathon, which is all those little snippets. Yeah, yeah, great. <sighs> yeah, 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 where's the lose? Yeah. You know, well, I need to get some spaghetti, all that sort of thing. And, uh, and I'd never I had garage band <laughs> recorded, yeah, a garage yeah. band, and my daughter sang the female part. And, uh, and then I made a little video. Yeah. And got people to just act out bits of the part. Yeah. I went yeah. to Manchester Marathon where I was running that day, and then got a few people at work to fill the gaps, and made this like yeah, video yeah. for it. And I'm really sort of proud of it because it's yeah. not something that I ever thought I could do. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's rubbish, like. And I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> no, working in on. London, and I met this couple, and uh, this woman says, "Oh, he's the one who wrote that song, you know, about yeah, the yeah. the marathon." Oh, <laughs> is that where? Going down here. Yeah. He says what that's, that's terrible. Now, we've got a treat coming up here. Yeah. I've saved the best to last, really. You oh, yeah. Off. Okay, I'm going to get you doing this, because that's so gorgeous. It needs... you. For, there you go. There, you, there they go. I'm coming. I'm, I'm with you. Very wide, oh, oh, oh. So, coming up here is the big landmark, really, in New Mills, which is the Millennium Walkway. And it was one of the Millennium Projects. It was designed by Stan Brewster who sadly tragically died in the uh, London bombings. Oh, no. He's got a plaque at the other side. But you'll see now why it's called New Mills, this town. Because, because of these old mills that we knew at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are here, and we've got this walkway which wow. clings onto the wall. Beautiful, which you can't see yet. I should wow, have waited, wait. shouldn't I? Another 35 no, seconds. No. It would have freaked us out. We need a bit of warning. That's really nice. Yeah. Wow. We did a gig with a band here once. We wrote a lot of songs about ba- New Mills. What's your band called? Well, we're called White Van Man. Excellent. And we did a side project called Right Van Man, where we wrote songs like Brian's Family Butchers and <laughs> stuff like that. And we did a gig, but we didn't have any chairs. So we had to borrow chairs from our local schools. In this. There's no car park anywhere. We had to park up at the top here, cart them all in. It's amazing. Steve. Yeah. She doesn't look that new, this meal. And this is the walkway. Yeah, you go. 
I'll catch you up. We'll Winner. Get you sitting off. Very good. What a place. Now do be careful here because there they go. this drain pipe from the railway station <laughs> comes out of the toilets and yesterday it was spewing out as you can see. It's a nice That's little nice. treat. Adds a bit of excitement to your run. <laughs> Keep your eyes down, Paul. You'll see a dipper down there. At this point, Sushi shakes his head and uses his magic wand to tap a picture of a park. Yeah, there's two park runs. Uh, one at Marple, four miles away, which is a very flat, uh, largely grassy run, bit of trail, really nice. And then there's one at Lime Park, which is a big stately home. It's where they filmed the BBC Pride and Prejudice. Oh, uh, where's that? It's just four miles away, Lime Park. Oh, my word. Now, that is like a... Uh, it's more like a fell race, really. And, uh, and there's a park run there? Yeah. There's a park run where they did Pride and Prejudice there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. We're staying until Saturday. I'm phoning my family. I just watched the uh, Nineties Pride and Prejudice with uh, with the kids. You know, well, I think yeah. they'd seen it a bit before, but we all did. You know, me and my wife did our annual rewatch, and the kids were into it. Oh, it's just great. Every night for a week, you sit down to dinner and say, "What's going to happen next?" Oh, Mr. Collins, <laughs> this is the just the best place. And you Stop. did save it. You didn't tell us we were coming here today. Well, this, yeah, and this is the... Uh, What's going over there? The this is called the Tours. So this is Union Road Bridge. It's called Union because it, it brought together two sides of, the, uh, uh, of New Mills. One side traditionally was in Cheshire, the other side in Derbyshire. And uh, it's a magnificent oh, bridge, all right? And what's on top of it? A road? A road, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Between the two of them. And yeah. here's where an old mill is and what we've got here... It's uh, Archie, which again we wrote a song about in our uh, little new mills project. And it's a reverse Archimedes screw that's powered by the river. This is the convergence of two rivers, the Goit and the Set. And uh, it powers the local co-op. So it was a community thing they got together, they put it in. And any, any electricity that's left uh, goes into the national grid. So an As you can see, it's screws. not spinning at all. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> But well, it has yeah, been so very dry. So uses uh, rotation to lift water up. It comes out of... In the opposite direction, sends it down. Comes out of a, a sluice gate here. Yeah. Powers, powers the turbine. Yeah. Comes out of the bottom and goes further down. But not today. But not today because <laughs> we've had such a dry period. But in the winter, it's rotating. You can feel it rumble from it. It's a fabulous thing. That's another good name for a band. Archimedes Screw. Something to think about. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to finish off by going up a hill. And what I've done is, for you two, I've created a little Strava segment hey. called uh, Running Commentaries, Steps of Pain. <laughs> and so anybody ever runs up here again, oh, I've only set it up this morning. You've successfully avoided Strava until now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure you can us. have it on Runkeeper. The truth will be out. You're a Runkeeper then, are you? Yeah, well, I need to measure it. We're very Luddite with the whole yeah. deal. Well, I like a bit of Strava. I love it. I love it, you know. I love it for the bike and for... We totally get it. I mean, it's a brilliant thing. It's just, yeah. it's just not necessarily for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's nice. To, I'm not a big social media person. I do a little bit of Twitter occasionally. I've got a really private Instagram just for mates. And again, the, the, the Strava thing. I mean, yeah. So do it as an effort. All right, we're off. So this is, I don't know, 50... 60 steps he's and really quite a, a rise. <laughs> Look, he's going to have pace. Oh, he's on it. Oh, you're not on it, are you? I'm wasting my time here. No, you're not on the segment. <sighs> oh. 
He was talking <laughs> about last night. He said, have you ever vomited after a run? Yeah. I said no. Yeah. And that's what this is for, isn't it? Yeah, I have vomited a few times. Ended up in the ambulance once after Blackpool Marathon. And then when it's just Snowdonia, that's a really tough marathon. And I finished. I couldn't stop being sick. Oh, no. And I was desperate for a massage. And I kept getting towards the front of the queue. Well, I, get, I had to go out and be sick. And I just vomited. And this bloke came up. And I expected her. You're all right, mate. So, you know, do you want He says, do you fancy a magnum? A magnum? <laughs> I've got a photo of you two coming up there. It's just quite the evidence that I've got to the top first. <laughs> well, that's it then. So good. Right by the bus station. Oh, it's great. <sighs> and here we are. At New the Pride of the Peaks. Pride of the Peaks. <sighs> I love it. <laughs> but you never really know what time you're going to do or how you're going to get on. My best time was... I did it three years on the trot. And I got... I can't remember one yet. But I got 10.51... And then the year after, I felt I was a lot slower. Then all of a sudden, the last few miles, I thought, I might get this. And I beat it by one minute. Ah, oh, so it's a real lesson Just in brilliant. pacing. Yeah. Brilliant. So you, you, you said that you, weren't really, you didn't really know, and you got the cycling thing. But what do you think? What kind of time do you want to be playing for in, uh, in Yorkshire in uh, October? Uh, you know, it's really hard to gauge because I've not been running much. Yeah. I think I did, I, I did 3.45 a few years ago. Yeah. Um, it's mainly mechanicals for me and that I've got a bit of a piriformis problem at the moment the older I get the more injuries I get and I know it's, it's, it's a muscle I'm going to show you my bum here yeah, so you've yeah. got your glute here wait a minute <laughs> there it is my bum you've you got go. a big bum muscle yeah. and then you've got a little piriformis muscle which goes underneath like there a little bridge there yeah yeah and then your sciatic nerve in some cases passes through it or by the side of it and what's happened in my case is I, I got a hamstring tear years ago when I did a 10k and then I played football immediately afterwards like an idiot and and so it's very tight behind my hamstring and it sometimes radiates up yeah. and it gets caught in my bum instead see I, I've got an interesting challenge because I was pretty much born without buttocks right so there's, there's nothing back there it's just got no glute action <laughs> Sometimes I get a little bit of an ache around my hips and once a, a, a physio is like, yeah, well, basically you, your hips are doing all the work that your missing ass isn't doing. <laughs> well, that and your quads are your biggest muscles, aren't they, if you think about it, so they should be working. Which is what was the stretch I was doing before, and I've got a bit of a thing about stretching, which is this now, we're going past this charity shop here in the middle of town, gold dust in this place, some of the things we've got from there. Got my three-piece sweet from there, <laughs> in the chazza. Brilliant. Um, I can't remember what I'm talking about. I got distracted. Every time I go past that window, I get distracted. It's a There's really Brian's good family butchers. Yeah, How are you doing? Good. Uh, oh, I've totally good. lost now. You were talking about glutes. Oh, glutes, yeah. So she's given me this, uh, these exercises. Apparently, you activate your glutes, which stops all the wear and tear going on your piriformis muscle, which is much smaller. Yeah, yeah. All I say about stretching, you know, if people ever ask, you know, do you stretch? Not as much as I should. Yeah. And that way, you sort of acknowledge the fact that you have stretched maybe at some stage in your life. <laughs> yeah. You get back oh. off, the, off the run and you think, I'm all done, and you want to get on with your day. 
You don't really want to spend 20 minutes just standing in an odd position. You see, I don't believe people who say they like it. I can't, I don't get it. You watch these videos and think, oh, I'm really enjoying this stretch. Are they really doing that? Or is it just part yeah. of this big agenda? Well, I don't know. I do, I do do quite a lot of stretching. I think that, oh, I've great. Do you like I've it? Just, I've just tugged on my wire. So this could, you know. If oh, <laughs> on the main street. <laughs> yeah, anyway, silly me. It was very dark when we came up the Sally last night, wasn't it? Smelly <laughs> Alley is cold. Smelly Alley. It's not that smelly. No. See, the fact that this is called Smelly Alley puts where we live to shame because there's plenty of perfectly <laughs> stinking places that don't get cold. Out. Yes, because I, when I stretch, you know, I think there's an element of enjoying a stretch in the same way you enjoy a massage. You know, if you're doing it right, right. it kind of hurts in a way that you know is medicinal. So you're like, oh, nice. yeah, that's good. Uh, I think that's you. as close as you get to enjoying a stretch. Okay. What about that? It was five miles, bang on. Well, just five. One seven, but we've just walked up the high street. Well, you said between. Uh, that's perfect. Do between higher. It's high. Eight and ten k. So, are you in Europe? Are you both in Europe then? Higher for you ten k, eight and ten k. <laughs> yeah, no. You don't no, work in miles. No, I was just trying to talk like people talk. I'm all miles. <laughs> We're all miles, aren't we? At this point, Sooty nods his head. I remember doing Palmer Marathon, it being roasted yeah. and falling apart at the end. I, th- I had to be doing whatever, fours or something, I can't remember. I you re- know, and I was doing six-minute kilometres. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just all gone wrong. I realised during the Berlin Marathon that it's not just, it's 42 point something high. It's yeah. like 42.85 or something. It's like, that's three kilometres. That's three more kilometres. Because <laughs> I find them, they're just, they feel just as long as miles, but they, uh, but they aren't. So it's the exact reverse of what Paul says. <laughs> Well, yeah, we're just going to getting back to the homestead, so thanks so much for running with us today. Thanks for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Running commentary this week star Tony Aldenshaw and Rob Deering. The part of Paul Tonkinson was played by Sooty, who is currently appearing at Park Dean Resorts all summer. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.